Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right, today's episode is going to be all about panic attacks. So if you're new here and you don't know much about me or my story, I want to just give you a quick intro. So I struggled with panic disorder and panic attacks for 15 years, and I was diagnosed with severe panic disorder and agoraphobia when I was a teenager, and I've experienced hundreds of panic attacks. I don't know, I say it's probably more than that, but... You know, back when I was really struggling in in the thick of it, I sometimes would experience multiple panic attacks a day. And I'm not talking just like the, you know, feeling anxious and, and feeling on high alert. This was like panic attacks. I would experience them mostly in my car, um, at work, when I was going places, when I was trying to do things, but sometimes I would just experience them while I was alone and especially while I was like home alone or, you know, mostly my panic attacks stemmed around not wanting anything bad to happen, right? Like not wanting to have a panic attack and being alone and something bad happening, like me passing out or, you know, all the things, losing control. Um, It was especially hard for me driving in cars and riding on trains and planes and buses and taking trips and all of that because so often in those instances, I would convince myself like, I'm trapped, I'm stuck, I'm gonna have a panic attack and what the heck am I gonna do? So my life really revolved around how can I not panic? And yeah, we'll get into that (laughs) because I wanna talk more about that, but there are so many things that I wish I knew back when I was struggling with panic disorder because there's so much that I just didn't understand and there's so much that I didn't know. And the things that I want to share with you, these five truths, are big things that I know will be super helpful for you because, gosh, if somebody could have just sat me down and said, look, Shannon, (laughs) here are some things that you need to know, it would have honestly helped me so much it would help me to get unstuck it would help me to stop performing behaviors and doing things that were just like reinforcing the panic and working against me so let's dive in and I want to just start with this first one because it's kind of a big one you can't stop a panic attack and it's really pointless to try (laughs) this is something that I did for years and it makes sense, right? Like you're experiencing a panic attack. They're pretty awful. They suck. They're really scary and they're really uncomfortable. Of course, you're going to want to try to stop it. Like that's a normal human reaction, right? To experiencing something hard and uncomfortable. But it's really tough with panic because the more you try to stop it, oftentimes the worse it gets. So doing anything to try to stop it, like I can tell you, I honestly would do the silliest things and it's like cringy to even talk about, but I know that people probably, you might be doing some of these things. Like I would literally pinch myself, I would hit myself, I would try to distract myself, I would like 
roll all my windows down in my car, you know, when it was absolutely freezing 20 degrees, um, I would try to run from it. Like I would pull over, I would turn around. My, you know, go-to is calling somebody for help, like my mom or Adam, um, or, you know, my other go-to is simply running, avoiding, like doing my best to try to get away from it. And the really hard part about panic, right, is the more you try to stop it, the more it's likely going to make you feel even more anxious. So resisting it, fighting it, trying to make it go away, doing these things is telling your brain like whatever is happening is really bad and you need to do something to make this go away. Like you're in danger and you need to do something to make it stop or to go away. And the hard part is when you're panicking, it's so much more helpful to practice not doing. And this is often really hard for people who struggle with anxiety and panic because you're probably really good at like problem solving and figuring things out and helping yourself and you really are prone to doing. You're prone to solving. And this is a really hard habit and behavior to unlearn because you really have to slow down and practice not doing. And this means like really practicing letting the panic happen, letting the symptoms be there and happen from wherever you are, right? Without doing those things to try to keep yourself safe, to try to make the panic go away, like, you know, without reaching for some cold water, without calling someone, without turning around, without doing all those things. And that's obviously really tough. Because, right, you're going to want to have that natural response of, like, do something. But slowing down is so, so important. And is this really going to do the trick, right? You're probably like, Shannon, is me slowing down, is me practicing letting it happen from wherever I am? Like, is this really going to stop a panic attack? And no. (laughs) The goal isn't to stop a panic attack. You can't stop a panic attack. But doing this will sure as heck help it to pass with more ease. And it's going to take practice, but the more you practice this, it's going to start teaching your brain that panic attacks aren't something that it needs to continue to signal the false alarms for, which will have them popping up less and less. Okay, number two, you will keep experiencing panic until you start letting the panic happen. So this kind of goes along with number one, right? But it seems like such an obvious one, such a no-brainer now. But truly, until you're willing to panic, until you're willing to just let it happen, it's going to keep showing up because your resistance to it is what's telling it, this is a problem, this is bad, you know, and it, you know, your brain thinks it's protecting you from actual danger. So I know how much it sounds like terrible advice and absolute torture just to like let it happen and be willing to let it happen, but this is the type of work that's actually going to lead you to not experience the panic attack so much and to not have them be so terrible and popping up all the time unnecessarily. So truly the way to push past them is to go through them, is to start allowing yourself to experience that. And I know that you're probably like, "Mm, Shannon, I just don't want to. And I get it. But what you're currently experiencing, this cycle of fear that you have yourself on, this cycle of resisting and avoiding and constantly fearing, like that's a really tough cycle to be on. And that is so much worse than facing the panic. I know that it doesn't seem that way, (laughs) 
But I promise the more you practice facing it, the more it'll actually uncover that truth. Okay, the next one is experiencing a panic attack doesn't equal failure. It doesn't set you 10 steps back and it doesn't erase any progress. But avoiding them will. Like, and yes, I'm going to keep being annoying and I'm going to keep going back to this avoidance. (laughs) But I really want to talk about having panic attacks and then what happens after. Because I think a lot of times you can convince yourself, I just had a panic attack. Like, it just happened again. I can't believe it. I suck. Like, this means that that I failed. And this now means that I'm two steps back, 10 steps back. It means that it just erased all my progress. Everything that I've been working toward is now out the window. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. So much of the recovery journey is about slowing down. We're all right apt to go to that place sort of immediately of like, I just had a panic attack. Like I suck. And you know, I'm, I'm back at square one. And that's such a natural response, right? When, when you experience something hard as a human being, but you really have to slow down. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you failed. Like having a panic attack likely means that you're taking really healthy action. You're putting yourself in places, situations that are triggering and that are hard. And you're allowing yourself to have a panic attack. And like, that's really good. And that doesn't set you 10 steps back, you know, If you respond in the way of trying to resist and avoid and push back against it, yeah, sure, that's probably going to set you back. But just in the sense of you're going to feel really defeated. You're going to convince yourself that you're not capable. You're going to convince yourself of all these lies. So it's just really important to be kind, be compassionate with yourself. It's okay to have a panic attack. And sometimes you're going to have panic and it's really just going to be out of the middle of nowhere and happen for seemingly no reason. And that's okay. Like don't convince yourself that you can't panic, right? Panicking doesn't equal failure. Panicking doesn't erase your progress. Panicking doesn't set you all the way back to square one, right? It's how you respond to having that panic attack that's really key. Okay, the next one is experiencing a panic attack after going days or weeks without having one isn't anything to raise the alarms for, right? This kind of goes back to your response to having a panic attack. I honestly don't care if you have a panic attack after going days or weeks without one. Sure, sometimes it can be an indicator of something, but it doesn't mean that you need to then start beating yourself up or figuring out why it happened and going down all these rabbit holes and like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Slow down, right? Slow down. It can just mean that you're doing the work and you're pushing yourself a little bit more. It can maybe mean that you're just a little more stressed and just a little more overwhelmed and so it happened. Um, It can happen because of how you responded to your anxious thoughts and feelings, right? And it can sort of be a reminder to help get you back on track to better respond to your thoughts and your feelings. Um, But it can really happen without there being a reason. And I always say like don't go down the rabbit holes of trying to figure out why. It's never really going to be helpful. Okay, and the next one and the last one is it's safe to experience panic anywhere. And I know you're probably thinking, (laughs) no, Shannon, no, it's not. And your brain is probably already thinking of all these instances in which it's not safe to panic, right? But here's the thing. It's always going to feel like it's not safe because of the sensations, because of the symptoms, because of the thoughts. Of course, it's going to feel like it's not safe, but it is. I can tell you I have had panic attacks 
just about anywhere and everywhere. And I cannot think of an instance where it wasn't safe. I can think of many instances in which it didn't feel safe, but I was okay. And so your brain is going to try to combat this, right, and tell you that this isn't true. And you really can't rationalize with it. You really can't talk logic into this. Like your brain is going to be like, no. And, you know, it's going to throw things at you like, but what about while you're in the car and you're driving? What about when you're alone? What about when you have your kids with you? You know, it's always going to throw these things at you. And I know how tough it is, but you really have to not take these things so seriously, right? And this is why it's so important to do the work to have a healthy relationship with your thoughts, a healthy response to your thoughts and to your feelings. So one thing that I think can really help with this and something that really helped me and sort of this covers everything, right? All the points that we've talked about is giving yourself permission to panic. Like this is huge. Rather than telling yourself that you can't panic or that it's not safe to panic or that you need to stop it from happening, like just giving yourself permission to panic. And yeah, it's probably gonna suck. Sure, sometimes it might not even be as bad, right? Oftentimes it won't be as bad as what you're thinking or the stories that have been created in your head. Oftentimes it's just going to feel really uncomfortable and that's just it. It's just really uncomfortable. And I know that you don't want to be uncomfortable, but I really want you to ask yourself, is the discomfort that you're currently sitting in, right? The trying to resist and avoid and stop panicking and not you know have any panic attacks is that uncomfortable is changing your life and trying to adapt you know do everything you can to maneuver around panic like is that uncomfortable I can tell you for years and years I would do anything to not panic and Like, I get emotional about it even now because I know how much it sucks to panic. I know how scary it is. I know how uncomfortable it is. Like, you know, I shared a little while ago that I've been recovered now for, gosh, I think seven years. And in the time that I've been recovered, I had one panic attack. I've had one panic attack. And it sucked. (laughs) Like, Talk about, you know, when your brain forgets how bad something is. Like, this happens all the time with me. Like, I go on a hike and it's really, really hard. And then I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And then I I do it (laughs) because I I enjoy it and I want to live my life. But, like, you forget how uncomfortable it is. I forgot. And, like, it is so uncomfortable. And it scared me. And I was scared. And I think that's the other thing, too, right? We tell ourselves, like, you shouldn't be scared. Like, you know, you should just be okay with panicking and I think that that resistance like I talked about right is natural and you're gonna have that resistance so I just really if you're struggling right now with panic attacks and panic disorder and even agoraphobia I just want you to know I understand I understand how hard it is the stuff that I've shared in this episode right it's not easy this is like the crux (laughs) really of how you get to a place where you're no longer panicking but it's hard it's so freaking hard to do this work but it is so worth it like it's so worth it because you know I look back and 
I went on so many trips and I continued to go to work and I continued to hike and I, you know, did all these things. And sometimes it's, it's cute because people will say to me, like even clients, well, Shannon, at least, you know, you weren't housebound. At least you were still living and doing all the things. And I was like, you know, it's, it's hard because I, I wasn't living. There was really no aspect, you know, I shouldn't say that because looking back, I, I have so many amazing memories. I pushed myself, right? And I did a lot of amazing things while I was struggling. And I'm so grateful for the strength and the bravery and the courage that I had to do the things that I did while I was struggling. But it was so hard. It was so hard. And it it, it did take away from some of those experiences. But, you know, I, I know that the strength and the bravery and the courage it takes and the way that I want you to see yourself is how amazing you are to do just the everyday things, right? While struggling with this stuff, like putting gas in your car, going to the grocery store, going to work, like it is amazing the stuff that you do. And it really is a testament to how much strength and how much courage and how much knowledge and wisdom and power you have within yourself. So I know that you probably, maybe, right, you don't have the the belief that you're going to get to a place where you don't experience panic anymore, (laughs) but it will happen. And even though you can't see it, doesn't mean it's not there. It is totally yours for the taking. And... I really want you to, gosh, I've got to pull myself together, Shannon. (laughs) I really want you to grasp onto that, that have that blind faith of I'm going to keep making these choices and these decisions to go at this and start allowing this stuff to be here because I want to live my life and I want to be free of this stuff. And, And this is how you get there. And I just know you have what it takes. You can do this. You just have to show yourself how capable you are. Okay, (laughs) before I continue to cry and make more of a mess out of this, the end of this episode, um, I just really want to encourage you, like share this episode, please, with somebody who you feel like needs to hear it. Share it on Instagram, share it in your stories, tag me in it. Like I love to hear the feedback of how helpful and meaningful it's been for you. And, you know, if you have time today, if you could hop on to Apple Podcasts and rate and review my podcast, like this is all the stuff that helps me to reach more people who need the support. And until next time, my beautiful and strong friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.